You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. What an amazing, amazing group of people that I see out here. We've been talking about finding hope. And hope isn't found in a building, it's found in a person. It's found in the person of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we read the narrative of the Christmas story, we've heard it, and we remember that there were wise men that went to visit the Christmas child, they went to go visit Jesus. Have you ever thought what would have happened if wise women would have appeared? <laughs> I think things may have been, a, have been a little bit different, right? I think that we might have seen instead of gold and frankincense and myrrh, there might have been diapers <laughs> and formula and casseroles. And if it would have been a Mexican wise woman, I know she would have brought tamales and Vicks. Because Vicks cured everything in my home. Right? A little bit under the, arm, under the feet, a little bit on your chest. And my mom would say, COVID, get que, que COVID, get pastor. I'm being facetious, but, but the reality is that that Christmas speaks to our hearts. And it speaks to us about the hope that all of us need. And the whole narrative, we've been going through the, the, the gospel of Matthew for the past three weeks. And what we find there are some things that are so important, so foundational to our everyday life. The reality that all of us, all of us, are looking for hope. Hope is expecting for things to get better. You don't need hope if things are going well, but if you notice that every day presents challenges in our life, whether they're health challenges, whether they're relational challenges, whether they're challenges that we face uh, you know, in a lot of different areas, and we say to ourselves, I hope that things will get better. I want to bring to you just real quickly three realities of how we can find hope and why we need to find hope. The, the first reality is that we're all destined for hope. All of us are destined. You know what, what, what's crazy about the, the, the gospel of Matthew is that Matthew starts out his, his story as he's talking about the life of Jesus. And he doesn't start with, hold on, someone's calling me, that better be important. That has never happened. Is it my phone? It's not my phone. <laughs> that better be important to it. It sounds like if it's right here. I'm like, I'm like, my high knee's not buzzing. Online, online church family, this doesn't happen all the time, you know that. So Matthew starts out his, his narrative or his story about the life of Jesus, and he starts with the genealogy of Jesus. 
And he starts to talk about his, uh, the family tree of, of Jesus Christ. And he, he, he starts out with, uh, you know, uh, the son of, he's the son of David. That's, David was uh, the great king. And then David came from the line of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob became Israel. Anyone heard about Israel lately? The nation of Israel came from that man, Jacob. And what we find as we start reading the narrative of this story that there's four women that are mentioned in this, in this, in this narrative. And, and uh, the, the, the first woman was Tamar. Now, let me just tell you lifetime viewers. Anyone watch Lifetime in here? And the women in the house went, well, I'm not, not going to raise my hand, but... You don't need lifetime when you read the Bible. You read the story of Tamar, it's pretty hot. And then after that comes a woman by the name of Rahab. And Rahab was a prostitute who welcomed the, the, the spies, the, the Israelite spies in Jericho. And she became a part of the family tree of Jesus. And then Ruth comes into the picture and Ruth is, uh, and we're not talking about Ruth West, we're talking about Ruth way back when. She was a Moabite. She was not even in the, in the line of the Israelites. And then there's another woman, and, and as Matthew is writing, here's the crazy thing about Matthew, who's writing this book. So Matthew was a tax collector, and whenever they mentioned tax collectors, they mentioned them like this, there were sinners and tax collectors. So tax collectors weren't even mentioned with sinners. They were worse. So the, the, the sinners were the, the, the prostitutes, uh, the murderers, the thieves, and, you know, everything else. But then the tax collectors were in a whole different category. And so Matthew followed Jesus. His heart was changed by Jesus. And he starts to write out this story about Christ. And in that, he starts to mention these four women, and everybody else in there. He gets to this place that David had a son by the, he didn't even mention her, by the woman who was Uriah's wife. The woman's name was Bathsheba. And from that, the line that came to the Savior of the world was brought to us. And what it teaches me is that every one of them was destined for hope. You see, they had a lot of brokenness in the family tree. It teaches me that Jesus didn't only come for sinners, but Jesus came from sinners in this humanity. And that just kind of blows us away. Amen? And in that, it teaches me that not only were they destined for hope, but it teaches me that my family is also destined for hope because my family without Jesus Christ is hopeless. There are so many things that happen on a day-to-day, -day, on a week-to-week -week basis. And I know maybe not your family, you know, you guys don't have any problems in your family. Maybe that's the 5 p.m. service. But in my family... There are things that are always constantly happening that make me say, I hope things will get better. But my hope is found in a person. And that person is Jesus. 
Christ. Because no matter what we face, no matter what we're going through, that manger right there shows us that God cared so much about each one of us that he sent his only son so that we would not live a hopeless life, but a hopeful life, one that is filled with the hope of God. And let me tell you something, beloved, something that is vitally important for us to understand. Not only are we destined for hope, but every single one who ever trusts in Jesus is anchored in hope. No matter what comes our way, no matter what storms we're going to face, we're anchored in the reality that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And when Mary became pregnant, when she conceived, and she was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary knew that there was something different about that child that she would be carrying. When I hear that song, Mary, did you know? I always think to myself, when I think of it biblically, yes, she knew there was something different. She knew she was a virgin. She knew that the power of God had come upon her. She, she knew that the one that she was carrying was like no one else. And as she carried him, wherever she went, there was a difference that was made. Anna the prophetess saw her and she said, you are carrying the Messiah. He, she, she just made a difference. Elizabeth, her, her, her relative, said, My, the, the, the Holy Spirit has just jumped inside of me because of who you're carrying. And we're anchored in that reality. And, and we find that when you put your trust in him, Christmas is about putting your trust in the Savior, that, that, that God is with us. And that God lives in us. Because the beautiful thing about the, 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 the Christmas narrative is that not only did Mary carry Jesus in her, in, in, her, in her womb, and everywhere that she went, there was a difference made in her life. She knew that she was carrying the great one. But even to this day, what you need to know is that every follower of Jesus Christ, every person that's ever put their trust in Jesus, no matter how hopeless your, your, your life has been, what you know for sure is that God lives in you as well through Jesus Christ. Here's how Paul, the Apostle Paul put it as he wrote to the Ephesians. He said this, Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him and your roots will grow down in his love and keep you strong. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what has happened to you this week. I don't know what you have gone through, but I do know this, that if God is for you, who can be against you? And your life does not need to be a hopeless life because you can have the hope of God every day that you walk on the face of the earth. And it's an anchor. It's an anchor. And only Jesus, hear me now, only Jesus brings people together like he's brought people together tonight. 
you probably will never be in the same room at the same time with the same people again in your life. And the reason you're here is because Jesus has brought us here together. And he brought you here for one reason. He brought you here because he loves you. God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son so that you will not perish but that you could have everlasting life. And God did not send his son into the world to judge you or condemn you. God sent his son into this world to save you from the things that you can't save yourself from. I, I hear people all the time say, you know what, I, I'll, I'll get myself out of this condition. Can I tell you, if you put yourself in a condition you have, you can never get yourself out. The only one that is your hope and that can get you out is Jesus Christ. And I believe with all of my heart that tonight, God has been speaking to you and brought you here so that you could know that there's an anchor in your life that is immovable and will sustain you no matter what you're going through. That's a second reality right there, that you're anchored. But the third reality is this, that we are directed to hope. Christmas is about being directed to hope. The, the, the shepherds were directed to hope. The, the wise men were directed to hope by, by this star. And that star points to the manger. And that manger points to the cross. That star points to the reality that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. That he was born of a virgin. That he lived a sinless life. Something that we are unable to do. And, and, and if, if you've noticed, the reason that we need hope is because of our failures because of our mishaps because of our what we call sins and believe me I'm at the front of the list I fall short of the glory of God every day I need Jesus every single day of my life but Christmas points me to that reality and points me not to hopelessness not to live my life like if you know what my life is worth nothing but to lead me into a place that because God loved me so much I have hope in every day, every situation, every relationship, and I have the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. In fact, the peace of Jesus doesn't make sense humanly. It's beyond our finite minds. How many of us in here, just with a show of hands, how many of you in here would need more peace in your life? I need a little bit more peace. How many of you in here would say, I need a little bit more joy? I, I need the joy that comes not, not from, from sources that leave me empty and depleted. There are a lot of things that we try to find our happiness in. There are a lot of things that we try to find our, you know, our, 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 our purpose in, but they leave us empty and hopeless. But the Apostle Paul said this. The Apostle Paul said this, and it's been a, kind of the cornerstone of our of our series, and it's, it's the cornerstone of this Christmas right here. He said this. He said, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace 
in believing. I'm gonna pause right there because some of us tonight maybe have our faith in the wrong place. See, the God of all hope wants to fill you with all joy and all peace as you believe. He goes on, he says, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit can produce in us a hope that we could never have in our circumstances. Our circumstances will deplete us of hope. Our prognosis will deplete us of hope. Our relationships have a tendency to deplete us of hope. But not God. Not the Christmas miracle. It will fill you with hope that you're lacking in so that you will be sustained for every day. See, I don't know what 2022 will hold, but I know this. When I started 2021, I was in need of hope. With all the stuff, 2020 and 2021 were some of the most difficult years that we've ever faced. I finished 2021 in need of hope. But I've, what I've come to find is that my hope rests assured in Jesus the Christ. And that's why we're celebrating. I believe that God brought some of you in here today for you to find your hope in Jesus. And I believe that there's someone in here that you maybe you have walked with God maybe religiously or you walked with God maybe maybe you straddled the fence. I just believe tonight that because of circumstances and things that have gone on that God is calling you back home. He wants to welcome you back home. He wants to welcome you to the peace that you don't have. He wants to welcome you to the joy that you don't have. He wants to welcome you to the hope that you don't have. And tonight is a night that you can say yes to Jesus or you can come back to Jesus and you will find what you've been looking for everywhere else. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.